We're joined on Sports Talk now by football writer from the New Zealand Herald, Michael Burgess, as we look at the story around the All-Whites set to face 2022 FIFA World Cup qualifying in the Middle East because a stage event has been turned down here. Michael penned the story. He joins us now. Could you just encapsulate what the guts of this is? Because it's quite a, an all-involving, long-reaching story with a lot of little passageways, isn't it, Michael? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks, Darcy. Yes, as you said, in your intro, the fact the All-Whites um, could be playing the World Cup, Oceania World Cup qualifiers, nowhere near Oceania, but actually in the Middle East, because um, it doesn't seem to be a way that they can stage these qualifiers in Oceania. Remember, these are games that were meant to be played, or some of them meant to be played uh, earlier this year, and, and some uh, later this year, some even last year, but of course we've had no football because of, of COVID. So their last solution is a tournament in January a one-off tournament in January that was hopefully going to be in New Zealand. Uh, that can't be in New Zealand because MIQ has turned down the application for quarantine. I think they needed 250 to 300 spaces. Um, and the other options were Fiji and New Caledonia, which are both looking very unlikely for various reasons. So uh, Oceania has had to look um, elsewhere to stage their tournament, which is quite remarkable. So this was normally a tournament, as you said, that stretched over a, a number of FIFA windows, so it wasn't problematic. And this is the other side of this, because this tournament, as a, as a standalone tournament, will have to be a couple of weeks, not just a series of weekends. So you've got that issue with eligibility and access to players, because it's not an official FIFA window, just to add more intensity to it. That, that's right, Darcy. I mean... Uh, Usually, this tournament has been played as a one-off, but in the last couple of iterations, I've tried to do it over a series of windows for that exact reason. Um, so teams, especially New Zealand, but other teams, New Caledonia, Tahiti, they've got players also play in Europe uh, and other countries. Uh, it's hard enough, as we've seen, to get players back for one-off matches or, or two matches across, say, eight days. It's hard enough to get them back from their clubs because it's quite complicated. Um, but to get players released for a tournament that they're saying uh, could be have five match days across spread across 15 days plus three days beforehand leading into it. So that's a total of 18 days um, without even thinking about any possible quarantine on the way in or the way out. Uh, to me, that that's a, <laughs> it's a real logistical challenge for well for everyone, Darcy, for the teams, uh, the coaches, the confederations and Oceania, who's trying to find a way to uh, to find their top qualifier for the that World Cup next year. But so why the Middle East particular for this, if they do have this one-off qualifying tournament, if you will? Um, I'm not completely sure of the reasons, but, but what has basically happened is Oceania has, has realised um, that they can't stage it in Oceania. There's, there's no country, um, it seems, that's possible to have it because, as I said, New Zealand... Uh, is not possible because MIQ, Fiji's got a major COVID situation and New Caledonia has a problem in the fact that their government uh, was elected in February and they still haven't been able to come together and form a government because of various issues. So uh, they had to look elsewhere. So I think their first port of call was to talk to Asia, uh, the Asian Football Confederation. They've also talked to FIFA because they need permission from FIFA to do this because I don't think it's been done before anywhere to have World Cup qualifiers outside the region um, that it's representing. Um, so they've started talking to Asia and I, I imagine it came down to uh, flights and of course there are there are quite a few flights going from New Zealand and Australia which would be hubs for the Pacific teams into the Middle East uh, probably more than there are uh, 
uh, going to to say Southeast Asia, um, and it, it's probably just a bit easier to stage games in the Middle East and to think of staging them in in, in Japan, China, Korea, Singapore, those those kind of areas. I guess the Middle East has become kind of a sports hub, hasn't it? So that seems to be the um, the, the alternative option. One of the many issues they've got, if they can actually get it together and they can go to an individual country and have it all in, in one go, is access to the players. And you said in your piece that uh, the OFC are talking to FIFA about classing this as a qualifying event, so therefore it falls under a window so they can get access to their players. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, what happens is that... Um, Every confederation, what's classed as their their A tournament, their pinnacle tournament. So we're seeing that at the moment with the European Championships. That's UEFA's pinnacle tournament. Uh, we're also seeing it with the Copper America in South America. That's their pinnacle tournament. Uh, in Africa, we have the Cup of Nations every couple of years, and there's always a palaver over Premier League stars being released for that African tournament. Um, and in Oceania, we have the Nations Cup. Uh, that's normally a separate tournament. And what it means for those pinnacle events is that they are usually mandatory, so players have to be released for them um, and fall outside the five little, as you said before, the five FIFA windows across a across a year, which are generally about seven days long. So I think IFC are trying to ask FIFA, hey, could you classify our World Cup qualifying tournament as a uh, Nations Cup and that will mean that it's mandatory to release the players. Uh, but I, I've heard, and I think there'd be quite a few hurdles to get through before FIFA would uh, greenlight that idea that suddenly there's a tournament that could stretch over, oh, what would it be, 20-odd days in January in the middle of a club season that players have to be released for. I'd say that there'd be, there'd be quite a fuss about that because usually the Nations Cup, Darcy, of course, is held in June, which is the off-season for almost all the the big leagues around the world except for uh, the United States, and that, that's a lot easier. Worst-case scenario, well, it's probably quite a good-case scenario for New Zealand, is the organisation nominate representatives based on, on world rankings, so there might not be a tournament at all. Yeah, and I don't know how people would feel about this. I, I certainly think it would be a bit, a bit sad and a bit strange. I guess Das would come to accept that Things are different in the COVID world, but but you know um, if you think back to 1982 or 2010, uh, the qualifying was was part of the journey, and it was it was all quite romantic and and thrilling and fun to watch. So to think of that that there wouldn't be a qualifying path in the first phase is is kind of sad. Of course, there's still a second phase, the main phase. Of course, this qualifying we're talking about is all to decide the Oceania representative. And that's the first step. And, of course, the second step is playing um, the team, either the fifth-place team from South America, fifth-place in North America, or, or the uh, fifth-place Asian team. So, um, yeah, that's only the first step. But it would be kind of sad. But, yeah, that's right. you're right in that if they can't get this tournament uh, staged, and the, their last result will be March, but if they can't, then they will just nominate their representative directly to go through. And indications are that will be New Zealand because of the superior world ranking uh, they have, plus the past performances on their side. So you're right, maybe that works out well for the Whites. I'm not sure, but but I think they'd prefer the they'd prefer the match play. Uh, but of course, there's no guarantee when you go into a quick fire qualifying tournament.
No, there is not. Watch this space. Plenty of moving parts. Lots of water to go into several bridges. And Michael Burgess will be all over that. NZHerald.co.nz. Michael, thanks for your time as always. Hey, thank you, Darcy. Great to great to be talking football, mate.